Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Masech Tzibos Perek Zion, Mishnah Ches, and Mishnah Tes. And we are dealing with the laws of the Ksuba, particularly in the previous Mishnah, we were discussing what happens if a person is Makadesh, a woman, and finds out subsequent to that that she had certain defects. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, the halach is as follows. The only time he can either say, uh, I, want a, I want a divorce, because of these defects, or in the event that he was Mekayesher, he made a con- marriage conditional on the fact she did not have defects, and in fact she did, where he wouldn't even need a get, that's only when the defects were there prior to marriage. However, if they happened and they occurred after marriage, he can't say that, because when he married her, it was a full-fledged marriage, he was ha- perfectly content with who she was, and be- just because she changed, and we'll see in the next mission, or he changes, that's not grounds, well, next mission, let's t- hold there, but just because she changes, that's not necessarily grounds for divorce, because of a physical defect. The case our mission is not going to deal with, because that's the black and white case. The black and white case is prior to marriage, his defect, she hides from him, so then he can say to Mekachtos, subsequent to marriage, he can no longer claim Mekachtos, meaning to say that um, he had he, that, that it's a, uh, he had he known, he wouldn't have married her because she didn't have it. The gray area, which is our mission, is going to be when the um, there's a d- debate, when did it arise? When did it arise? Haiba so defects were found when she was still living in her father's house, and this is between the Kedush, the Averson, the Kedushin, and then the Suin. Between when he's Makadishir and the Averson. Which means what's, what's happening here, so we can, we, can, we can fill in the blank. A defect is found in her. The, the husband claimed, because he no longer wants to marry her, it must have happened before I betrothed her. And the father says, no, it happened af- afterwards. What's the law? The father has to bring proof that they happened after she was betrothed. Why? So this is actually a more of a legal, a monetary legal principle, and that's The father is the one trying to extract money from his uh, future son-in-law. The future son-in-law is the one who's mukhsak, he's holding the money. Therefore, the burden of the proof lies on the father to prove that um, to prove that the, the defect occurred subsequent to the betrothal. And if he does so, um and if you can't do so, so we say his field is flooded. And that's a rabbinic expression. I mean, to say, if I buy a field from you, and then after I buy it from you, it gets flooded, I can't say, oh, mekachtos, I, I, I know, I, I didn't intend to buy a flooded field. Your response is, you're bad luck. It happened after you purchased it from me. So again, it's on the father. Now, this seems to stand in the, uh, in the way of another principle called the chazaka. Typically, we assume things are status quo until something comes along and... Uh, and disrupts that, but we're not going to get into the, the weeds of that. But here we see again another place where Exubus is really full of these massive topics. Okay. If the defects are found after she enters into her husband's domain, i.e. after they get married, about to be right, then it's on the husband to bring proof that the defects exist before she was betrothed, and therefore it was a mistaken purchase. Okay. These are the words of a mayor. Come along with the chachamim. They either limit or they delineate or or explain the first part of the Mishnah, or maybe they're arguing. Again, that's we'll leave up to the Gemara. We'll up to you, up to you, up to you to decide. This we have this debate where we, as we noted, when did it, trying to figure out when did the defects occur. We try to ascertain was beforehand or afterwards. If we can't, then we say it's either on the husband to bring a proof or the father to bring a proof, depending on when it's discovered. This is all, but when we should say, sir, on hidden parts of a wound or more of a defect on a hidden part of the body where the husband had no way of knowing. But if it's on her face, let's say, he, he presumably he knew. He looked at her. 
you have to look at something before you marry them. Uh, that's a halacha, in fact. And therefore, he can't claim, oh, I didn't see it. Okay. He can't say this. What if there's a public bathhouse in that city? Why Because we can assume if there's a public bathhouse, she went to bathe there, and therefore this man said to one of his female relatives, no, go check her out, make sure she's so she, there's no defect, and therefore if she had a defect, he would know. And, there, and presumably since he knew, he can't claim it's a mistaken, it's a mis it's a mistaken purchase. Okay, what happens about a man? In this case, is a man's going to develop a defect subsequent to marriage. When is it grounds for her to sue for divorce? So you should know the moment a man develops a physical defect after he's married. In Kovana Salahotzi, we not force it, his wife. We don't force him to divorce his wife if she wants to leave him. No, small defects. Then a large one. What's that? A large one would be one where she says it's very difficult for me to live with him. So then she can in fact sue for divorce. That is grounds for divorce. I wish you all. A wonderful day.